It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Wednesday. Uh, next hour, we'll be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell for Midweek with the Mayor. Until then, though, it's all about you at 508-996-0500, or you can hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. And um, we got a few messages before uh, HT. We were talking about the – I was talking about the way that some people have decided to go to – and some people also refer to it colloquial, colloquially as – farmer sleep but the idea of going to bed when it gets dark or like around eight or nine o'clock sleeping until like midnight or 1 a.m getting up maybe 2 a.m getting up doing some things for a few hours and then going back to sleep for a few hours before you get up for the rest of your day some folks feel like that makes them more productive and in a way i can kind of see that because when i was waking up every morning i would get up like i said four or five a.m I would work until like 1 or 2 p.m., go home. I would take a nap for a couple of hours and then get up and go and do my second job. And if I didn't get those couple of hours of sleep for whatever reason, like it it really threw me off. So having that made all the difference. I think that there's probably, eh, there's probably something to be said for, you know, not everybody's body could take that. Not everybody can, because like I can fall right into the deepest stage of REM sleep as soon as I close my eyes. That was um, that was discussed with me with my uh, neurologist when I first discovered that I had sleep apnea. Actually, the sleep tech said to me, like I've never seen anybody fall into as deep a sleep as quickly as you did. So maybe I'm a little bit different, but some people need to you know go through all of those stages to get proper rest, but I, I think you can train your body to do that sooner if, you, if, it, if your body knows that you're going to get less sleep. But I don't know. That's just that's one thing. And he also mentioned um, John Camp, who I don't know that I remember from MTV. You might be thinking of Jesse Camp, who I could not stand. Um, and then he mentions Matt Pinfield. Matt Pinfield was great too, and I know he did, I know he did news Matt Pinfield, but it wasn't like his main thing. They would use, they would never use a news person for being a VJ, but sometimes they would use a VJ for being a news person. So, and we kind of have that approach here, you know, like uh, we would never have Kate fill in for me. Like she's a news person. She stays in there and she does the news. But I mean, I guess in a pinch, if I had to, I could go in there and do the news. Like, would prefer that I don't now because I give opinions and, and all that stuff, and we should keep that separate line. There's a reason why there's glass between the newsroom and the studio. But, you know, that MTV kind of did the same thing. And I'm sure a lot of it was, you know, they cared more about who sounded good delivering news. And Matt Penfield was certainly a guy that had that, that presentation. But I don't know that he was necessarily the news gatherer for that stuff. But they did have 
they had a, 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 a murderer's row of great journalists who went on to other things. And even some of the people who were the VJs went on to other things. Like, I'm sure a lot of you watch Fox and you see Kennedy on there, Lisa Kennedy. You might not be aware that she got her start on MTV as an MTV VJ. They also have, um, uh, like I mentioned, Serena Altschul is now working for CBS News and is on CBS Sunday Morning. Uh, Allison Stewart has been a working journalist for a long time. Tabitha Soren was as well. Adam Curry, who was kind of like, you know, the... He was the guy that during the alternative rage of the 90s, you know, during the grunge era and when when everything made a move toward alternative and hip-hop, people were like, why is this guy still around? Because he was like the hair metal guy, but like the pop hair metal guy. Like he looked like John Bon Jovi. And so people didn't really take him seriously necessarily. And eventually he left because he just didn't fit the mold anymore. And he just went on and created a little thing called podcasts after that. So, yeah, every single time that you listen to a WBSM podcast or any podcast at all, you've got Adam Curry to thank for that. Like, that's not even an exaggeration. When um, when podcasts first became a thing, which was way even before I started doing one with Spooky South Coast in, in 06, I think it was like 04, 05, maybe I watched a, a special about Adam Curry and, and the way that they developed these podcasts. HT, you're right. I was thinking of Jesse Camp, the dollar store, the Dollar General version of Pauly Shore. Yes, that's uh, that's actually an insult to Dollar General. Uh, he's more like the Wish version of Pauly Shore. But um, and Pauly Shore was another one. Look at what he went on to. You know, I mean, you say what you want about his movies, they made a lot of money, and they kept cranking them out. And some of them were pretty good. Jury Duty, Biodome, those were pretty good. Son-in-law, um. Um, obviously, uh, uh, Encino Man. So, you know, hey, some of those MTV stars went on to do pretty okay for themselves. Simon Rex went on to a great acting career, has a very funny cameo in the new Pete Davidson show, Bupkiss. Yeah, MTV in its heyday, 80s and 90s, made, you know, made careers and affected pop culture overall. Now it's, you know, a lot of, Reruns of Ridiculousness and whatever the Jersey Shore reunion show is that they have on. Just not, just not the wrong, just not the right, it's not finger on the pulse of pop culture anymore. Like it used to be. It used to be the tastemaker. It used to be the one that set the trends. And MTV News was a big part of that. I'll never forget the day that Kurt Cobain died. And they broke into, you know, what was your, what was your, the kids of my age, what'd you do when you went home from school? You went home, you popped on MTV. You had it on in the background while you were doing your homework or just relaxing for a little while after a long day at school. I kind of had my, my routine. I would come home. I would usually take a little nap. Back then it was, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. But I would take a little nap, um, maybe play a little bit of Nintendo. And then I would turn on MTV and do my homework. But the day that Kurt Cobain died, they cut into the regular programming with the breaking news of it and then just stayed with news as much as they could. You know, they would, I mean, because what are you going to do? The same thing happened even the day Michael Jackson died. 
I just turned on MTV, and by that time, it was also going on to Fuse and other channels that were out at the time because they, they just were doing a better job covering it of MTV. But that's that's where you went. And that's, I mean, Je- Barry has an article today about Walter Cronkite, and he talks about what Walter Cronkite meant to the people of America during the 60s, the 70s, about what, how he reported on America, uh, how he reported on the news, set the tone for what America felt about the news. And not that he was opinionated, but that he was the one that was telling them about the information that mattered. And they were the per- he was the person that America trusted to give them that news, which was quite often not good news. And for my generation... People might scoff at this, but Kurt Loder was our Walter Cronkite. Kurt Loder was the person that brought us that information. He was the person that brought us the news that we cared about. And his delivery of the news, which was casual yet objective, sometimes a little bit snarky. Like that created the tune, that the tone rather, that led to things like The Daily Show. Now that was, that took it into an extreme example. But we, we got our new sensibilities and the important stories from, from Kurt Loder. He was our Walter Cronkite. I don't think that's an exaggeration. Speaking of news, there's a temptation a lot of times in, in the news business to run with things that you hear because they just sound so good. And because you're no, you're going to say, everybody's going to be talking about this, everybody's going to care about this, we got to get this information out to people. But there's a general rule of thumb that you have to follow in the news business and really in any interaction you have with anybody, and that is trust but verify. So when somebody brings you information... Trust that what they're telling you is true, but also check it out and verify it for yourself. And yesterday, we saw what happens when you trust, but don't verify. Apparently, yesterday, there was a meme going around or, or a Facebook post going around in a, in a New Bedford group. And in this post... It said, breaking news, all caps. So you know when it's all caps, it's important. The MBTA has just announced, and by the way, let me preface this by saying this is not true. This is fake news. The MBTA has just announced that work on the New Bedford line of the commuter rail will shut down immediately. Work will continue on the line to Fall River. When asked for the reason for the shutdown, MBTA head Philip Eng replied, quote, take that up with Mayor Mitchell. Requests for information from the mayor have gone unanswered. No date has been given for if or when work will restart. Well, first of all, when this was sent to me, I knew right away that that it wasn't true. First of all, we would have been we would have gotten an announcement. We would have gotten an email from the MBTA from South Coast Rail. We would have, something from the mayor's office, something, we would have heard about it if it, if it was happening. Secondly, 
MBTA head Philip Eng. Anybody that would be writing this as actual news would actually have his title in there. And it's not well written. And also in the bottom right-hand corner of the image that they have of a train is a little news bug that says fake news on it. So I was pretty confident without even having to verify that it was fake news, just looking at it. But, you know, we're going to do our due diligence anyway. And Kate immediately began working on it and, you know, contacting people. And um, some of the city councilors had already been in touch with people because they had seen it going around. And the reason why it was going around was because somebody had taken another news outlet. You can hear the radio air quotes. That just copies and pastes things that they see on social media did just that. Copied and pasted it into social media and put it out there as a real story. Without bothering to check. Without bothering to reach out to somebody. And and I don't think anybody really gave this any credence until that was published. So we put out the article as a rumor killer because by the time, you know, Kate verified and talked to everybody and got all the quotes that she wanted for the article, people were already taking this as, as real. And that's why you have to trust but verify. Somebody sends you a tip, okay, great, but I have to do, and it happens all the time here. People call in and they say, oh, I want to report this is going on. Okay, thanks, but I'm not going to repeat that to the audience until our newsroom has had a chance to verify that. You can call in and tell me, and I, I really, I don't like it when you do this. You should call the newsroom and not me. But people will call in and say, uh, you know, uh, shots fired on Main Street. Okay, thanks. Well, hold on. Don't you want to know? No, because we have to verify that that's true. And I can't put it out there over the airwaves as if it is true until we verify that. It's not that we don't appreciate you letting us know, but we also have a responsibility with the information. And it's not that hard to verify something like, is South Coast Rail no longer coming to New Bedford? South Coast Rail sends an email every week with an update of what they're working on with information for contacts. Everybody knows Gene Fox is involved with South Coast Rail. Gene Fox has been a public figure for so long. Her phone number's everywhere. It's not that hard to find to check to check with her on things like this. But, you know... You've got to put a little work in instead of just copying and pasting. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How are you? I'm doing all right. You know, you were talking about the Christmas tree shop. Yes. You know, and they were bought out by uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, Mm -hmm. and they filed bankruptcy. So that parent company is Bed Bath & Beyond. They bought out uh, Christmas tree shop, and that, too, is the cause, too, of... uh, the reason why they are Christmas tree shop is, is filing bankruptcy as well. Yeah, but, I think I know, think Christmas tree shop probably had the idea that maybe they could try to continue because you know it's not this big conglomerate like Bed Bath and Beyond is. So maybe they were like, yeah, we could try and keep going, and then they just realized they can't without those corporate resources. Yeah, you know, uh, UBS Bank uh, just put out a uh, they put out that uh, over fifty thousand uh, stores uh, from uh, big retailers are going to be on the 
chopping block. And you know what the main reason uh, the, they were giving, uh, they're giving these uh, re- big retailers uh, soaring inflation, shifts in consumer spending, supply chain issues, and rising labor costs. And you know what some of these big names uh, are going to be on a chopping block. Uh, big lots. We know about Bed Bath & Beyond, Rite Aid, mm-hmm. Party City, CVS. CVS says that within three years they're going to close 900 of their stores. Uh, we know about Best Buy. They've been on a decline. Uh, Party City and Dollar General, to just name some of them. Yeah, I mean, and what's going to be a... And some of the problems, like so for Best Buy, some of the problem is a lot of what brought people to those stores is no longer something people buy. Like that store was, as much as people go there for the high ticket items, like it was really built on people going there to buy DVDs, CDs, video games, going there to buy these things all the time. And people aren't buying that physical media anymore. They're getting it all digitally so they don't need to go to a store to do it. And they're not going to the store and seeing the big display with the new TV or something that they say, okay, now I'm going to buy that. Right, right. You know, big lots... Uh, that uh, store uh, chain, they said their net, their net loss was $210.7 million loss and that they uh, they sustained. But another thing, too, is Burger King. Burger King's going to be closing 400 of its restaurants nationwide. And not to mention, we know about McDonald's and, you know, their global layoff, uh, their U.S. corporate office. I believe I heard on the radio it was 100,000 employees. Some of them are going to be working from home I guess they're going to scale down. They're going to be more of a mechanized uh, AI robot uh, assembly line type of thing they're going to have uh, with the store, with their restaurant. Well, I know they're, they're moving to taking away the, the cashiers and they're having people order through kiosks, which actually isn't a terrible idea in a lot of these stores because they're understaffed in the p- amount of people that are actually making the food. So by having, you know, to, by not having somebody have to be at the counter, to, to take every order that comes in, it doesn't pull them away from being in the back and actually producing the food. Because if you've gone to a fast food restaurant, you know, and it's not, it's 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 kind of an epidemic a little bit going on because of the lack of people that they have to work at them. When you go there, you know, you're in a drive through line that takes forever and then you go to open the door to go inside and they've got the door locked because they don't have people that can go and man the register. So they want everybody to go through the drive through and now you've got a huge backup. So I, I understand that. Um, and also, let's face it, too, when you look at Burger King, McDonald's, any fast food place or anything like that closing, that might be a bit of a of a correction because there was an oversaturation of those places. Yeah, right. In some cases, you know, within blocks of one another, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, they, they, they also went on to say, I guess in, in surmising, they said, uh, you know, the U.S. Uh, turbulent economic conditions will uh, seriously change the uh, American business landscape and, uh, you know, and like I said, and let me just repeat in saying it's uh, the main emphasis is soaring inflation, shifts in consumer spending, supply chain issues and rising labor costs. So, I mean, the, we're seeing not only you know, big retailers, but uh, big tech companies and uh, uh, fast food restaurants uh, are going to be on a chopping block. So uh, we're going to we're going to be through the next few years. It's going to be uh, some hurt. Uh, regarding jobs and people losing their jobs. Sure. I, mean, I guess anything that keeps me from going to Burger King too often is probably good for me, at least. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, last time I went, I wasn't too happy. I mean, their burgers are, it's like real dry patties. It's like you're eating a piece of shoe leather, you know? I, 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 get, I, get, I get the Impossible Whopper. I, I get the, uh, you know, the fake, fake meat Whopper. burger. Yeah. 
How was it? Uh, do you mean the meatless? Yeah, the way it's, so it's plant plant based meat. You would never know the difference. Really? Yeah. I had a soybean burger once. Forget it. I mean, I had to spit it out. I like I like veggie burgers, um, but only on the grill. Like if I cook them on the grill and then put a nice piece of cheese over them, which I know kind of defeats the purpose for some people, but you know, I I actually enjoy veggie burgers in the summer. Well, in the summertime, it, I get them to have like a little light meal. Well, I did put it on the grill with lettuce and tomato. Let me tell you. Uh, with a piece of cheese on it, sliced rather, and uh, it wasn't meat. Believe me, I couldn't. I couldn't eat it. I took a bite. I had to spit it out. The, the, all right, Tim. Uh, all right, you have a good day. Yeah, I was going to say the ninety nine over the, you as well. Uh, the ninety nine over here has a, a black bean burger that's really good. Because I have a friend that I sometimes will get a meal with, and she doesn't eat meat, so. Like, you know, I'm not going to order steak or a big burger in front of her. She says she doesn't care. But, you know, if we're, if we're getting together and having lunch, like, I want to, you know, be cognizant of what she eats and what she doesn't eat. And plus, I'm willing to try anything. So I, I got the black bean burger over there one time when we were over there eating. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And so sometimes I just get, you know, a craving for the, for the black bean burger. And I don't feel so bad about it because I know it's, you know, not good to eat a burger every day. So for me, it's uh, it's a nice thing. But I like I like the Impossible Whopper, and I it's it's a funny thing is it still gets just as many calories in it as a regular burger, but um I like it. I um I I had a plant based burger for the first time when I went to Lilydale with Phil. We went on that trip a couple of years ago pre pandemic where we went and stayed with um um oh. She used to call in and be on a show all the time. Why am I blanking on her name? I'll think of it. Um, but we went and stayed there at, at, at her invitation because she lives there in the summertime. And we were there for, I think, three days. They don't have any meat in in the town, in the little village that they have of Lilydale. There's, there's no meat. Everything is vegetarian. And so we went to the Spirit Cafe, which is just a, a grill under a tent at night in the back of the neighborhood. And uh, and we had, I think those were Impossible Burgers. And they were really good. And so now, you know, every once in a while, that's what I eat. I eat Beyond Burgers. I eat Impossible Burgers. I haven't gotten into some of the other stuff, but it's... And if you want to ever try it, like going to Stop and Shop or something when they have, they'll do markdowns on those because they don't sell as quickly. So they'll be manager markdowns on those like on a Friday or a Saturday. And you can get them for a few dollars less and give them a try and see what you think. 508 I'll squeeze in one more before I take the break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Squeezing in here with you, Tim. <laughs> What's on your mind? Hey, um, you know, I hear callers like the last caller and um, they get information and then they end up creating a, uh, uh, summing it up by saying it's the end of the world. And uh, I got to tell you, I've been in business for 35 years and these corrections are fairly normal. Um, you can say that, you know, there's one thing like inflation is high or, or whatever, but, um, you know, there's a lot of things happening. There's millions of people moving south. So that changes distribution of products and goods in the, in the north, right? Or California or whatever. There's, um, you know, new influx of migrants coming in that, you know, people changes, changes business. Um, there's leftover supply chain problems, leftover issues with, with COVID, but, um, you can go back to like 2008. Um, I, I would drive through Phoenix, for instance, and every five blocks there was a CVS or there was a Staples. And I'm going, there's no way you need that much <laughs> distribution of, 
consumer products. But the reason why there were so many stores and locations that it was easy for corporations to do it was the cost of, of setting up uh, businesses, you know, uh, buildings was cheap back then. Um, the cost of, you know, um, real estate. And that's all changing now because you, know, you have online sales, you've got all these other things going on. Competition is getting more um, aggressive. Uh, so I, it's not the end of the world. That's all I'm trying to say. This is normal. Um, and, you know, there will be definitely news outlets, maybe Fox or somebody that will point out, oh, well, it's the end of the world because of these indicators of Joe, Joe, Joe Biden mm-hmm. or, or um, you know, uh, if it wasn't for what, you know, Donald Trump did, uh, you know, you know, all of this stuff is going away. But the fact is, it's all pretty normal uh, that, you know, corrections uh, that are going on and businesses to keep a profit, they have to cut or adjust. And that's just normal. So. <laughs> Well, and I always kind of, I always kind of characterize all of that caller's calls as, you know, he always, he always thinks everything is doom and gloom and everything's the end of the world. So I think that's just the lens that he kind of looks at things through. But you're right. People, people look at the information that they get and they, they, I, first of all, I think people have a tendency to think the worst anyway. But I think the way sure. that's being presented to them and how they're acquiring the information is doing the same thing as you suggested. Well, I just don't want people that are listening to think that there's a major crisis. There are definitely a lot of things that are changing. And that's, to me, you know, Shakespeare used to say change is a tonic, which is that's a good thing. A lot of people look at change as a bad thing. So I think you have to look at what's the good part about it is uh, corporations are tightening up and they're uh, reducing costs. And um, that makes them more competitive going forward. There definitely may be some job losses. You know, the real estate market may really hurt. Because who needs bigger buildings when we just prove that most people can work from home? So, um, <laughs> anyway, it's just the way it goes, you know? Absolutely, yeah. The people who used to make barrels and wagon wheels are kind of out of work these days. So, it's it, yeah. time marches I mean, the bike on. Business and the bike business is up and continuing to go up. Um, we went through supply chain nightmares and, uh, um, and you know, our industry, most of everything's made in China. And that might go away. So... <laughs> Um, you know, because if we end up getting into a proxy battle with China and they end up shutting down more and more of their uh, exports or we shut down the imports, you know, things made in China will start to go away. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you for the call and for the insight. Yep. Gotcha. And, and uh, I do have to take a break, but caller, hang on. We will get to you when we come back. We'll be back in a few moments. All right. Welcome back. And thanks to Karen and Napchat for uh, sparking my memory. It was Ellen Ratner that I was uh, thinking of, of who... Um, invited Phil and I out to Lilydale and and uh, had us out there as her guest for the weekend. And what a fun weekend that was. It was really nice, you know, first of all, getting to spend time with Phil outside of work and uh, and being able to hang out. We were we were together the whole weekend. I'm sure he was sick of me after uh, after three days. But, you know, flying out there and getting to flying into Buffalo and getting in the rental car and uh, they gave us a, a Dodge Challenger. So he let me drive. And Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And we got to do um, Spooky South Coast from Lilydale. And so Phil actually got to be the co-host of Spooky South Coast that night, which was which was really fun, too. Uh, anyway, 508-996-0500. You know, now that he might be more available, maybe we can have him in for a few more spookies. You're next on WBSM. Hello. Hey, Mr. Weisberg. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing all right. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? You made a statement a few minutes ago. You said you know it's not good to eat a burger every day. So well, are you well, a vegan? To, to, eat red, to eat red meat every day. It's not, it's not good. No, that's nothing wrong with it. Why? Why is it wrong? 
Uh, it, it's it'll cause a lot of cholesterol issues. Okay, now I knew you were gonna say that because I'm getting to know you real good now. The only time a burger is gonna cause you a cholesterol problem is when you eat it with the bun and the sugary ketchup and the two tons of French fries. There's nothing wrong with the meat. I don't have a cholesterol problem. I eat meat every well, just, single day. But just because you don't doesn't mean other people don't have problems with it. But there's millions, millions of other people that eat nothing but meat, and their cholesterol's fine. Yeah, so with, so a, with a balance of meat. Not good. Not, not, so you go, okay. Are you a vegan? I, I asked you that. No, I'm not a vegan. Okay. So, but the vegans that are vegans, true vegans, and they don't want to touch meat, they don't want meat, they don't like it, they don't want it at all, but then they go out of their way and spend money to make their food look like a burger made out of veggies. How dumb is that? You don't want meat. Why do you want it to look like a burger? Why? For fun? To get, to have some... A, don't call it a burger. Don't call it a burger. Why? Is a, chi- is, a chi- is a chicken burger a burger? My question to you was, why would is a turkey you go burger to a burger? something? You go out of your way to get those vegan burgers. You know, just as like Bill I don't go out of my way. Pink slime. I'm not eating no pink slime made in a lab. I want the real meat. What have you got against the meat besides that word cholesterol? Because that doesn't fit. Well, first of all, you're, you're incorrect about that, but I don't have anything against meat. Well, I know quite a few doctors that say there's nothing wrong with me. And it's not going to No, there's nothing wrong with it in moderation. No, I eat more than moderation on the meat I eat. Well, maybe you have a different body chemistry than the average person. No, I don't. No. Okay, well, you, you know that because you tested sugar, every other human being you against yourself. Do you know how much sugar is in your ketchup that you put on that burger? I don't put ketchup on my burger. Okay, a lot of people do. You know what I well, I don't know. So you're, what do you, what do you, you're the one that seems to be yours? able. No, I'm the one that's trying to say, you know, people in general. And you're like, oh, no, not people in general. Or And then you go and make a, a, a statement no. like that. So what do you put on your burger then? What, what is it? That's all mustard uh, it, or what? it depends on what the burger is. Sometimes I just have literally sometimes I just have a plain burger. Uh, sometimes I put barbecue sauce on it. Yeah. The meat burger? You're eating I eat regular meat burgers. Yeah. But you can't continue to eat veggie burgers because you're not going to get the same kind of protein you really need. You're getting it from beans, which is a high starch, high carbohydrate. The one time that I eat a veggie burger, but I eat meat all plenty of other times too. Uh, Believe me, my my diet is balanced. You eat bacon? Eh, Not that often. I'm just not a huge fan of it. I don't know anybody that doesn't like bacon. You like? uh, Uh, Well, see, so I don't like salt, and I find that bacon is often too salty for me. But there's thought you use a lot of condoms. I don't mean condom, condiment. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's okay. okay. Freudian slip, paging Dr. Freud. Um, no, I don't. Word. I don't. So I don't really use a lot of condiments. Like I'll use a lot of marinades for, for meat. Um, and I, I'll use a lot of seasonings. But I'm not really a big condiment person. Okay, but there's a lot of salt in, in those uh, seasonings and sauces. Come right, on. which is why I don't add any extra. Like, I don't I don't need to add any extra salt or any, uh, you know, I never what, put what, salt on any of my food. What what causes you to go get the veggie burgers? Because I like them. Why can't you just get, get a regular burger? Why? For something different. Oh, it's different. Come on, just uh, eat the meat. It's good for you. It's from an I, animal. I eat plenty, I wanna, of, I eat plenty of meat the, otherwise. I'm trying to get to the, to the like, are you are you one of those people that don't want to hurt the animals, and that's why you won't eat the meat? Is that what it is? If if, if God didn't want me to hurt a cow, he wouldn't have made it delicious. 
Okay, so you do you don't care about what the vegans are saying all the time. I mean, uh, do, animals, uh, animals do I think do I think that we need to have these giant farms where it's just a bunch of animals like you know kept in inhumane conditions so that we can kill them? That's not great, but I okay. uh, I have no problem with um, with actually eating. My the thing animals with now. the vegans, my thing with the vegans is if they don't want to eat, they don't want to hurt the animals, so they have no other choice but to be a vegan. They're not being a vegan because it's good for them. It's because they don't want to hurt an animal. So by not killing an animal to get that meat with protein in it, they have no other choice but veganism. What else is there? So they won't admit that. They won't admit it. They want to use the excuse that they don't want to hurt any animals. I don't. I, I don't. Is that I don't, right? I don't, you don't get, agree with that. I don't get why you think that's an excuse. Like, what? What are you trying it's to say? What else could they eat, Tim? If they can't have animal meat, what are they going to eat? All these bean burgers. But and you're saying lentils? you're saying that they're using not wanting to harm animals as an excuse to eat yes. that way. So the, there was no. What, what else can they eat? But what if, if eat? that's the excuse they're giving, what's the real reason that that you think that they're that they're not eating meat for? Maybe they think all them veggies are healthy and the meat is not. But the main reason is they keep giving you the main reason, saying you're killing these animals, you're hurting these animals. That's what I know, they always say. I know plenty of people who don't eat meat because they don't want to clog their arteries with it. And they will clog their arteries because I'll tell you what. When you're eating your uh, vegan burger, which is not real meat, you're still eating all the bun with the starches in it, the sugars in the ketchup. You're actually hurting yourself. So if you continue with veganism, you will end up sick. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've got some other calls. Uh, I, want, right. I thank you for the call. I don't thank know. you. You have a good day. There's 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 some stretches there that I don't think I can go down. Uh, let me s- s- squeeze this in really quickly before I got to take the next break. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. Yes. Good morning. How are you? I love you. You are my like new best friend in this world. Okay, well, I love you, too. Um, So I'm the one that called you yesterday as a widower, and I did call the senior center, Mm -hmm. and I want to give you an update um, because you did ask me to. Yes. So the address is actually 1997 Cushnet Ave. Okay. The senior center's there, and um, they're doing all kinds of stuff, so I'm going to... I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go right, there. Um, so the, and bingo that's... at 12, which I I love bingo, but I mean, like, I don't know. I just I hope, like, I'm not going to be like, I don't want to get caught in this trap. You know what I mean? Where it's bingo and stuff like that. But um, I see what you're saying. You're, you're, you're worried about people thinking like, oh, of course you go to a senior center and play bingo, right? Right. <laughs> uh, they do all kinds of other stuff, too. They do yoga. They have yoga there. And... Right. Actually, she has that today, but I have to go do my mammogram. Um, and I am putting that out in the world for women, please. No matter what age, get your mammogram done. Um, so, But tomorrow, yeah, I'm going to do lunch, and I'm going to go there. So, um, woohoo! I think you're going <laughs> to have a great time. Step. It's the first step of something. But I got to I gotta tell you, that last caller, wow, she needs to, like, chillax. I know, um, yeah. She she likes to give me love, she likes to give me a hard time. I love veggie burgers. Um it and um oh my gosh, there's nothing and there's a lot of protein, let alone fiber in veggie burgers. So if she's saying you're not getting protein from meat, you're wrong. It's a whole different type of protein that your body can digest and break down so yeah. much easier than red meat. Red meat is carcinous, they say, but there's also a lot of um I hope I use this word properly, paladin, 
and um, uh, earth-grown vegetables and stuff. So, I mean, we're, we're all going to get something somewhere, somehow. High cholesterol, uh, um, I'm a wicked healthy eater, but my liver automatically produces too much cholesterol. So I have to really be careful. Sure. It's just genetic. But when I want to be bad, and I will once in a great while, I will go um, in like, you know, I'll have the greasiest steak and cheese sub. Cheese, mind you, with and mayonnaise. Hello. And, um, but, yeah, but I know other than that, some people, she just, yeah, she needs to relax a little. People, I haven't had the Impossible Burger yet. I'm looking forward to it. And bread, this potato bread. Potato bread does not have cholesterol in it. Hello, people. When yeah. you go to the store, if you got cholesterol, go and look for potato bread. Look at the back. Of, uh, it, it will tell you. And no you no cholesterol. Get, you can get keto bread that, that has less carbs. And there's, there's all kinds of alternatives now. I got to just hold you there because I got to yeah. take a break. But um, okay. thank you for the call. And I hope that you have fun at Bingo. Thank you. And I'll give you an update. Sounds good. Thank you. Hi, Tim. Thank you. And, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, I mean, I, I, listen, I'm, I'll be honest with you, okay? I'll be honest with you. My family, gout runs in my family. I, I am prone to having gout attacks if I don't watch my purine intake. And red meat has a lot of that in it. So I have to be careful. So if I have a steak on Monday, you know, I can't have a burger on Tuesday. Uh, if I have a steak on Monday, I can't. I shouldn't have a steak again on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Like I have to just kind of keep an eye on it. Uh, tuna, one of my favorite foods. I got to watch how much of that I eat. Spinach is a big trigger for me, so I have to watch that too. It's it's everything in balance. So sometimes, yeah, I will go and get a veggie burger and or an Impossible Burger, and I get them because I like them. I enjoy them. I find them tasty. Got to take a break. We'll be back in a few. And you know, whether you eat red meat or veggie burgers or whatever it might be, you're guaranteed to find something that you'll like at just another Phoenix restaurant in North Dartmouth. It is one of my favorite places because of the creativity that they have. Not only do they have creativity in the regular menu with all your favorites that you'd expect to find on the menu, but they also have daily specials that will always be something that, you know, will definitely draw your interest. Maybe, maybe you're still going to stick with what it is that you wanted to get when you go there. But I would recommend giving something a try there that's a little bit different. Something that you might never thought of. Something like, oh, you know, my favorite, Boston Cream Stuffed French Toast. One of my absolute favorite things that they do over there, which they have quite often. Uh, maybe it'll be something like, you know, Funfetti Pancakes that they had last weekend or the S'mores Texas Stuffed French Toast or anything along those lines. You never know what you'll find. And the best part about it is even if you can't stay there and spend time to go out to eat, it's all available through their drive through window. So you can call ahead, order it, go pick it right up through the drive through not even have to get out of your car. How is that for convenience? But, of course, if you've got the time, go in, hang out with them. Like I always say, it's like one big family there. Check out Just Another Phoenix Restaurant. It's located on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. And even if you're just popping in for a cheese roll or for a full meal, I guarantee you, you will find something that you like and maybe something that you never even thought of trying before. All right, got to take my final break of the hour. Be right back. All right, we only have about a minute here before we're going to go into the newsroom. We'll get all the national and international headlines from ABC News. Everything going on with Donald Trump and the the, the, the settlement yesterday and uh, then also, well, the... the judgment yesterday and george santos and everything going on with that we're still actually waiting to hear exactly what the charges are against santos but the way that they're characterizing it is not good for george 
if that is your real name. And then uh, also we will have coming up uh, after the news, well, you'll have Kate Robinson with the local news and the latest on Market Basket and everything else. Uh, but then also uh, in the next hour, we're going to be joined by New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell, who will talk with us about a number of things because we have we didn't get to talk with him last week because he was at the State of the City Address, which you heard here on WBSM. But we will get into him, get into it with him about some things that have happened over the last couple of weeks, including the City Council sustaining his vetoes on those three proposed ballot questions. We'll talk about the Capital Improvement Plan. Uh, we will talk about about uh, the MBTA draft complaint. We'll talk about